Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Sacred Serial Data and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have a great show. Chris Franciola is going to be here just a little bit to cover all the juice that happened in Las Vegas at the sold-out live Juicy Scoop and all the latest thing that's, things that are going on in the world, pop culture-wise, that you're going to want to know about. But first, I want to cover some of the stuff that's happening in the Housewives world, okay? Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion Part 2. Kathy has arrived. And... You know, it's going to get even juicier. The previews coming up on Wednesday is where Kathy then says to Lisa Renna, yes, did I lose my shit and have a rant with you in the car? But you said you're preaching to the choir, meaning, and, and Lisa looks very, so like, did Lisa participate in the shit talking? And then Kathy, like I always thought, Kathy probably thought, Okay, I sent her that text. I talked shit. Take it to the grave. No bueno. Let's not talk about it. And then Lisa Renna decided to keep talking about it on air, airing it out, causing problems for Kyle, whatever. The Fox Force 5, which is Dorit and it's Dorit, Lisa, Erica, and Kyle, who call themselves that, who always have their group text, which has really divided the current cast between them and Garcelle Sutton and Crystal um, and Kathy Hilton, they are now supposedly that's fizzled out and people are not contacting each other. And that's because I think the latest thing that happened this weekend, this is from Bravo Ducking Bravo. Wait, what is it? Bravo, Bravo Ducking Bravo is a great Instagram account. And um, this came out on many different Bravo accounts. So I'm going to address where I was sent stuff and everything. There is an account called woke underscore Stan. And by the, and the person's name is Batty. And they're on Twitter a lot and they um, post a lot. And it appears what their posts are are very pro-Rinna. They're a huge Lisa Rinna fan. Um, and so some genius Bravo hacker did their work, and they believe that Lisa Rinna allegedly is behind this account. Now, she has corresponded with this account. Erica follows this account. Erica's corresponded with this account. And it's very pro-Lisa Rinna, Erica. Um, and so they, they – and she even, Lisa Rinna, made the mistake, and I believe she would even say it was a mistake because I think she removed it, to repost the latest – um, message from this Twitter account that said, oh, really? Kathy Hilton's calling me the biggest bullet in Hollywood, says the mother who sent her daughter to be kidnapped in the middle of the night, meaning Paris, to be abused at one of these schools, and she, in it, it said raped. Okay, so that people did not like that she reposted that awful message from this supposed uh, Twitter account. I mean, it is a Twitter account. So people are wondering, is she possibly behind it? Other people are like, this is a 58-year-old woman. She would not know how to do this. She would not know how to get another account. But then they're like, oh, the coordinates of this account show, show that it was in this geo area 
of Los Angeles. And I'm like, that's a really far stretch for me too. I don't know. I've not talked to Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna has not made a statement whether it's her or not. However, if I was Lisa Renna and I definitely wasn't behind this thing, I would come out and be like, look, did I correspond with a kind of nasty person on Twitter who happens to be a fan of mine? Yeah, that's what I do. It's like, you know, and she's just so happy to have a fan. And I probably regret posting anything really nasty, nasty, but I'm very impulsive. And I was like, wow, that was a good point. Yeah, why is Kathy Hilton saying that about me? That's what I think she should do. If I was in her position, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't think about the implications of how wrong that was to do to Paris, how wrong that was to do to victims of sexual assault. I just thought, oh, well, that was a good point that this person made and I reposted it and I regret it. I think that's what she should say. However, I believe she has her iconic eye kit coming out either today or tomorrow. So she doesn't really, maybe, I don't know, know what to do. Apparently her PR person dropped her. Um, But what I think happened, because this same account also is a huge fan of Real Housewives of Atlanta, in which she's a fan of only half the cast as well. And so I'm like, I just don't think that Lisa Rinna is writing every one of these remarks. And then also on the side, watching Real Housewives of Atlanta to to this extent. So that's why I don't think she's behind it. But has she probably been corresponding with this person behind the scenes and reposting? Possibly. Um, But the Bravo sphere like went crazy thinking that that this is the case. So I just want to share it with you because I just kind of find it all fascinating. Also, I want to say... Early in the season, I don't even know if it was this season or not. It seems like it's going on so long. The problem with her being pissed at Sutton, and you remember when she got really dramatic at that one party at Dorit's house at the Homeless Not Toothless event? Oh, so it was this year. And she's like, I'll drop it when I fucking want to drop it. And everyone's like, geez, where did that come from? She's screaming at Sutton about the Elton John event. Okay, this is what I think really happened with the Elton John event, because I really didn't even understand it until I thought about it in my head last night in the jacuzzi. I think Lisa Renna has been going free with Harry Hamlin to the Elton John Oscar party, as well as many other events that a normal, non-celebrity person would have to pay a large amount to attend, like a Sutton, okay? And I think, so she was already going to go. She'd gone in the past. And maybe she hadn't reached out to her contact to secure her free tickets yet. This is just me thinking in my head. This is just my opinion, all right? And then Sutton is like, oh, come to our table. So she's like, sure. So then she went and sat at Sutton's table and never paid for the ticket or never said thank you for those tickets because she's gone all these years in the past for free anyway. And it was Sutton's, um, Sutton was lucky to have her at the table. But I think she didn't want that revealed that a lot of people, face celebrities, go to these fancy charity events and they do not pay. Their gift is their presence. Their gift is that now the person hosting it can say, don't you want to come next year? Look at all these celebrities that took photos and look at all these celebrities that posted about it. And maybe some of those celebrities that didn't pay the $10,000 ticket might also do an auction item and spend $30,000. So in the end, it works like that. But I think that was where that whole thing got mixed up because in case you didn't know, that's how it works with... uh, Charity events in Hollywood that are at a level of, like, face stars, pristine, 
It's not just like a bunch of rich doctors. It's like, oh my God, I want to go because I'm going to see Lisa Renna. I'm going to see this person. Else John's going to be there. So me, Sutton, not being famous at the time, who's just a rich woman who wants to be, like I almost feel like Sutton knows like like a, a peripheral of famous people and she has for a while. Like she's best friends with Jennifer Tilly or whatever. And she kind of reminds me of when Kris Jenner, before Kris Jenner became Kris Jenner and she was just you know, at the OJ trial and it was, you know, her dear friend that was murdered and she had, and when I knew her, she always had like a, a peripheral group of friends that were like Sugar Ray Leonard and all this stuff. And so she was kind of always hanging out with like a fringe of famousness, but she wasn't really famous in her own right. She wasn't being like stopped at a restaurant. I kind of feel like that's sort of what Sutton is too. So anyway, just put that analogy together, thought I would share. Okay, now let's move on to the controversy about Ramona Singer, what happened with Ramona. So Ramona was on Carlos King's podcast and he talked about it on my show, which we did the live stream, which was great. Thank you for getting that. We'll do it again. I don't know when, but I'll do another one. But the show that I did in New York, he said, I'm going to have her on and it's real juicy. So I caught a lot of it. And basically she explained that, um, Ebony, who was on the show, who made accusations about her, making racist remarks, which she said wasn't, there was an investigation and it was proven that there was, there was no proof of it. But by that time, so much time had passed and then we didn't do the reunion and now we're all fired. And, you know, she's like, and you know what? We're like the losers. We're like, what are we going to call it? The legacy losers? No, I don't think we're going to have a legacy thing. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, maybe, maybe the legacy thing is not coming back or maybe they're going to wait to see if, Luann and um, and Sonia's new show, Welcome to Crappy Lake, is a hit. And if that's a hit, and if everybody is hardcore, I want to see those OGs, then they'll bring the legacy. I don't know. So, but Ebony K. Williams has a podcast, and she went to tell the whole story. And I listened to that. And I'm going to tell you what she said. She said there were three occasions in which Ramona said questionable things. But in the end, there were never two people that heard it that could corroborate, I I can never say that word, together. And therefore, it was inconclusive. So what Ramona is saying is true, but, and of course, she's going to deny it. So the one is when Ebony... um, got in the argument at Luann's house and, and Luann goes, I, th- I think you should leave, leave my home. Apparently there was um, someone who said that Ramona at that point said, and this is why we shouldn't have black women on this show. Okay. That was one. Then I think it was Heather said that um, Heather Thompson was there and she said that, but nobody else could say, I also heard that. Okay. The other one was the use of the N word. And I was like, I needed to hear the context of this. So according to Ebony K. Williams' podcast, she said she and Ramona had that conversation in their living room. And and it was she was like, you don't want to see a, a you don't want to see a woman in the White House, Ramona. Is that true? And she was like really badgering about how Ramona was going to vote. And in the end, they hugged and I don't really remember. So then Ebony leaves. And they're taking down lights and stuff. Now, Ebony said 
after they hired me as the first black woman on The Real Housewives of New York, they also hired more black women and people of color to work on the show that had not worked on that production before. So there were like audio people and camera people and executive producers and stuff like that that were also now people of color. So there was one black woman that was there and she's there as people are taking down the lights. And according to that woman, she said that Ramona said, you know, when I was young, I was, you know, discriminated against and um, they, they, they would tease me. I don't know if she's Italian or Ukrainian. I don't know what she is. And neither did Ebony. She's Ukrainian. They, and so she goes, and the school kids, whatever, would call me this name. And whatever the name was, she goes, it's like, it's like the, and then she said the N-word. It's like if you were called the N-word. That's what it's like for my people. So that woman went and shared that with, I guess, higher-ups or HR. But she was the only one, so they didn't have another person to say, yeah, she said it. And and I can't remember what the third one was, but the, the, those, the, the stories got back to Ebony. And so from those stories... Ebony then went to HR and then they investigated it. And when they investigated it, they could only get that one person heard it. So it was going to be Ramona's word against theirs. There was no recording of it. There was no nothing. But Ebony is no longer a fan of Ramona's. Ebony has moved on. But I think it's interesting. They didn't ask Ebony to join the new cast. They wanted just to start completely fresh with these new New York girls, along with Leah, um, she, she was young, too. Leah Sweeney, she was not asked. So, yeah, I think that the, the season just put a bad taste in everyone's mouth, and they're like, I don't know. But like I said before, my prediction is that they will keep these ladies around, and they'll just do more of – and bring back maybe Ebony and Leah and whatever and do more of these one-week trips, the ultimate girls' trips, where they can give them a chunk of money and be done in one week. That's what I think. Okay, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City – by the way, someone pointed out that Jen Shaw on her bio still has um, direct response marketing, entrepreneur, Polly Proud, which is, I guess, Polynesian, and um, that she's a public figure. She, So we're seeing the show, and she is um, they're on their trip in Scottsdale, and she's like, I'm getting ready to go to trial. This is before she has done her plea deal where she has now – taken uh, full responsibility and said, I'm guilty of this, of this crime of scamming these people. She says to the girls, my, I'm going to New York to do a practice. I've already done a practice trial, like practice jury selection, practice trial with my defense team so that they can get an idea of how people hearing her case may react. And she said, and my attorney says that I shouldn't get Botox because I look upset I, when I am upset, I don't look upset, and that's not going to gain any sympathy with the jury. I thought that was pretty juicy. And they say, don't worry, you're going on trial, and you're pleading your innocence, and you're actually not, and you got to do the, the crocodile tears, make sure that you can also frown. Okay. <laughs> uh, then she takes off, and the last night of the trip, the girls wear these orange-matching uh, pajamas, and Face Reality 16, also a very funny account, posted... Okay, but whose idea was to wear this color um, of pajamas, which, you know, it looks like it looks like they're all incarcerated, which I thought was funny, in honor of Jen. The night before, they decide they're going to have a lingerie party because um, they're going to call it the garbage whore party 
in ode to Lisa Barlow, who lost her shit with her mic on and called Meredith a garbage whore and a poser family and has slept with everyone in New York. So they're wearing this lingerie, which I just think is so weird. And I even talked to like one of the producers when at BravoCon and I go, no 50-year-old women on a weekend with girls want to wear uncomfortable lacy lingerie that are straight women. Like nobody's doing that. Unless, so you're forcing them to do it. And he, I care. He basically admitted, "Yeah, we're suggesting it. I don't think it's necessary, people. I really don't." But then again, I'm talking about it. Heather and Whitney get into it because Whitney says, "Heather, you were there when we were talking about how Lisa Barlow gave blowjobs to get her Vita tequila into restaurants, and also gave blowjobs to get really good courtside seats." And Lisa Barlow cries. This isn't true. And Heather's screaming at Whitney, going. You may have told me that, but I was never my intention to have it on camera. So, whatever. It's a dumb rumor. I met Lisa Barlow. The husband was there. I don't even think she likes to give a blowjob. Anyway, so I don't believe it's true. So, they get in a physical fight, and Heather, who's a bigger girl, pushes Whitney. And then, to end the night, this is this gets weirder, um, Jen Shaw invites... This girl that she is her makeup artist by the name of Pussy. That's her name. She's a twerk expert and she teaches the girls how to twerk on this show. I'm like, this is so embarrassing, honestly, so embarrassing for them. But you know what? I don't know. I'm kind of a hypocrite because I hear I'm like, it's gross. It's sad. And then I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I am a little bit jaw dropped. So maybe the producers know what the fuck they're doing. I don't know. But, um, but, you know, it, it's pre- I guess it is pretty entertaining. They do little funny things in it, too, the editors. Anyway, now I'm going to uh, get into it with Chris Frangiola about our crazy Vegas weekend. Money can't buy happiness, but not worrying about your money comes close. That's where Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app. With payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to 200 they offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved at Chime.com slash Juicy. That's Chime.com slash Juicy. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depend on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S. according to Apptopia. And we're back with the original favorite, Chris Frangiola, Old mm-hmm. Blue Eyes. Yeah. Thank you for joining me this weekend in Vegas. We had some fun. It was fun. It was great. I had a great time. I haven't been to Vegas in a long time. Felt like it was a nice Vegas time. It really was. Yeah. The it started out. We all met on Friday night. Not all of us. It was Justin, Peter, and I, and you, and and Justin's boyfriend Evan. Right. And so you guys came up to the room. Well, let's take it back. Okay. Before that. Okay. Because this is the way Vegas. I believe that my Vegas. At this point in my life, should be done. Okay, is a VIP. Thank and you. And yes, and you guys had a VIP check in, 
which is a pr- whole private room at the Venetian. Yes, you go. You, you see yeah. the line of weirdos with their coolers of course light waiting there, <laughs> and regular gross people checking. <laughs> and then you go, oh. Look at this VIP check-in oh. where you walk in and it's like a room where a cappuccino machine and blah, blah. Also, there's a guy that would bring you a glass of wine or if champagne you want if it. you wanted. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing's just great. And so once – then that's all great. Then I go up to the room. Very nice room. Like not – you know, oh, Vegas good. can be yeah. two levels. It can be that good level, nice yeah. room. And I, my room had a, a couple steps down. Like a whole – yeah. Into whole, like a living room area. Yes. Something you'll never use, but you feel like you have to because you're there two days. So you just <laughs> lay down on the couch, which you never would in real life. But you're like, yeah, I might as well. <laughs> right, right. And so all that was – we're like, oh, it's going to be a good couple of days here Yes. VIP. Right. Go on to what you're going to So say. then I say, come to the room, because yeah. I had even a bigger room than yeah, you. Yeah, we have to go press a special button in the elevator to get to your, even your floor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then you guys came up, and we had uh, champagne, and mm-hmm. like re- I felt real Deborah Vance, real very- <laughs> from Hacks. I felt like... It was very Deborah Vance. I'll say, it was also like... You know, back in the old days, you used to anticipate like that, going up, meeting in the one room, having a, you know, a couple of perfect. before you hit the town, ta- you know, whatever, Vegas. Yes, that's what um, you're supposed to do. Right, you're right. supposed to have plenty. Of- so then we go out to dinner and um, we go to Lavo and they, I think, they put us out where we could see the strip. Yeah. But Chris didn't like that because then no one's recognizing us. We're too, well, in a pri- too yeah. out, out of the way. I also feel that. Sometimes when you're put outside, you get the server or the waiters and stuff. As a guy who's a restaurant guy, I don't think they put their best staff out there knowing it's going to be maybe a slower section. So, like, give it to Jimmy, who's new and can't handle more than five tables. So instead of, like, the inside where it's jamming and though you got your top-of-the-line people in there. But it's just I, a theory. Maybe. But we danced and everything. Now, right before, at very last minute, before you guys came, Peter's like, Maybe we'd like to see this show called Atomic Saloon, which yes. is also the Venetian. And it's at 930. I'm like, well, our dinner's at 8. But maybe if we get there a little early, we can, like, jam through the dinner. And, I mean, that turned out to be so fun. We had so this, fun. It's like in a saloon type of thing. Yeah. It's like dirty, sexy, very gay friendly. Yeah. I mean, Justin and Evan was really, we were very close to very good bodies, like spinning and yeah. twirling around. Yeah. Justin and Evan were, were about one act away from big mass starting to masturbate. <laughs> Watching it. I mean, they were getting a whole other thing out of it than we were getting out of it. Like, there were giant, you know, ash balls and dicks, yes. like right there. It was. On cowboys. And... It was very fun. So we took a photo with them and everything. And then, oh, then we went to one other spot, which is what I like. I like, I like a, just a bar nightclub within the casino, not yeah. a big ordeal, but you can hear some music. Right. But then you can, like, but you're still not like in a whole situation yeah. paying for a table. So whatever that place was, that was good. Yeah, that was and, like a, it was like the the lounge in the yeah, casino. Yes, and that was fun. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to like save myself for tomorrow. I know. So which we is, were pretty good. We were pretty me too. good. Probably the best I've ever been behaved in Vegas. I, 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 me too. Say I couldn't believe it. Like <laughs> when we were, when it was like one p one a.m. We we're all like, all right, we're done. Yeah. I went and played like a couple so slot machines for a minute. Such, such, I mean, like I really was like. You go, girl. So then woke up early, dead. You know, no hangover, no hangover, no. nothing. Ready to go. Had a cute lunch with you, and then did the show. And here we are before the show. Brandy and Julie came, 
and had a great show. Thank you to everybody that came. That was great. And then we went to dinner. I did the meet and greet, and I go, you guys go get the table at Tao. We wanted to go to Tao because they were still serving that late, and I right. knew I'd be starving. So I get there, and it's Brandy, Julie, you. Mm-hmm. Annie's finishing up stuff, so she's meeting us later. Right. And Peter and this very nice guy who was Evan's friend. So Evan, Justin's boyfriend, and the guy had come backstage. They went and saw the show. Right. And so I'm – but only he was there. So I'm like, where's Evan and Justin? And they're like, oh, Justin wasn't feeling well, whatever. They're But they're coming back. But they never came back. No, they they told me they would leave. They would have so time they were gone. heading up the room. So then I was a little bit like – so is this guy just like – I mean, I don't know him. Is yeah. he trying to stay the whole night? Yeah. Well, you know, listen, Peter was on fire. He had a new set of ears to hear all about I, I, the yeah. being becoming a captain, um, great deals that he's found on finding hotels. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. I don't know if he was talking about his Ram truck. I don't know what was going on, but he was in heaven to the point, And you were like, oh, my God. And I go, you know what? And sometimes I think it must be hard to be married to me. Because- well, I think he was a gay guy. This yeah. guy was a gay yeah. guy. I don't know. Yeah, he I definitely was. To say. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and I thought Peter was was consider- they were they were getting along so well. I was like that. I thought Peter was maybe considering you know going full gay. I have been praying for that. <laughs> I I used to th- I always used to think that would be the worst thing. Now I think it's like the best thing. Right. Like. A late in life, your husband's late in life gay, uh-huh. and then you actually like who he is with. Right. And like, no, pro- like, okay. Like, then any, any time, if you look back on your marriage and it wasn't perfect, you could always go, it was because he was gay. It was never because I was a bitch or yeah. didn't give him enough attention or right. whatever. Yeah, everything that ever happened throughout the marriage, you could write off to, he just wasn't into it. Yeah. He didn't, and he finally figured it out later in I'm life. I'm not at all. There's nothing I could have <laughs> done besides right. grow a dick. Yeah. <laughs> To have satisfied this right. person. Yes. So, like, we're good. Anyway, um, so at one point, they're just – Peter's so happy. I mean, he's a little buzzed. And he's just having the time of his life. And Annie – we're, like, at, like, a rectangle trial. And Annie's next to me. And Annie goes, do you guys – do you guys want me to <laughs> – <laughs> She goes, do you guys want me to take a picture of you guys? And Peter's like, yeah! Well, and so <laughs> – There they are. Look at them. I mean, this is the picture. Just could not be happier. So that they I, look like a great couple. I mean, Peter looks like the elderly gay man who's got himself. No, a young, I don't elderly. Let's say elder. But he's you know the what daddy. I mean. He's the daddy. Da- whatever they say in the they, gay community, they call them daddy bears. That, okay. He's a daddy bear. Sure, sure. And yeah. he's yeah. And this is his husband. That's like fifteen years younger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great relationship. Great. Like, oh my god. So then. Um, I sent this to Brandy and Julie and you after you guys left. Yeah. And I just said, thanks for doing the show and coming to dinner. Peter has never been him- more himself or happier. So then yeah. – Well, we, when, I, when I say goodbye yeah. to you that night, I said, yeah. I'm ahead out. You go, yeah, well, we got to go gangbang this guy. <laughs> and we're going to go to bed too. <laughs> I'm part of a throuple yeah. now. Right, yeah. Um, no, so then we go to leave and we're like the last people there. Okay, right. We pay the bill. We take some photos in front of the Buddha. And my feet are hurting. I'm like done. And Peter's like, "No, let's gamble. You know, let's get, ga- oh, let's do some gambling." Gamble? I left him. I said, "Just go oh, gamble with your boyfriend. Yeah. Go." And then I, I went up to the room. I took a shower, 
And then he came in like 20 minutes yeah. later. And then we went to bed and then we drove home and the drive home was super easy. Oh, good. So I was happy Yeah, about it that. was all, I'll say this, thoroughly enjoyed that Tao dinner. Yes, that, so I yummy. hadn't been to Tao in a while and that was great. It was great. Like, I don't know if I was starving or what, I mean, I could not stop eating. I think you were starving, but also it's like, that's like the best thing to eat kind of like that late at night. Yeah, like, it's better than like a hamburger or anything because mm-hmm. it's like still wholesome, but it's like right. hangy and you're having a cocktail. Yeah, it was real good. It was good. Um, so, but some things were going on in Vegas that thank God didn't really affect our show. No. Except Kim Kardashian was getting on her jet to come see a live Juicy Scoop. Yes. And she couldn't yes. land mm-hmm. for her birthday the because were very of the high. wind. Yeah. And um, no, she I guess she was going to see Usher, but then they had to turn around and they just went to In and Out. But um oh, there was this other thing that this other thing that was so funny was they had the big outdoor concert that was supposed to happen. We I didn't are real- young festival or whatever. Yeah, I didn't was- realize it was like an emo thing. Yeah. And so th- that's why when we were walking around the Venetian, we I'd see these like and I'm like, is it Halloween yet? What is, what the, who yeah. is this? My plane was full of them too on the wave from LA to Vegas. Because when so then their Saturday night plans were canceled because they couldn't perform in the wind. So yeah. they were then at casinos walking around in their weird I know outfits. They, yeah, they couldn't. That was supposed to be for My Chemical Romance and you know Avril oh, Lavigne. Okay. It was a, it got a lot of bands from that era, right? You know? And uh, yeah, so then they were just out there going to. You know, the thing we went to. I, I mean, I felt so lucky. I never even left the property. So I never walked in the wind, had to deal with the wind. No, no. We just saw it from our window. Yeah. Saw the palm trees at the pool blowing. They closed the pools because of yeah. the wind and all that. So, so it, was all, it was all good. Okay, let's get into the latest of Kanye. Right. Stuff is happening every day. Yeah. Uh, Vogue has dropped him. His, his agency just dropped, dropped him. Okay, C-A-A. you told me that. CA just, just dropped him. Hottest, hot, hot off the press. Um... You know, I mean, it's just uh, Kim Kardashian just met with with Ivanka Trump because, of course, he uh, Kanye had said the the awful things about her husband. Oh, he did. There, the thing, uh, and I am not because he's Jewish. Is it a Jewish thing? It's a Jewish thing, and then also um, in criticizing Jewish people that he has done business with, which is so awful, and to make it like all Hollywood is, Mm -hmm. it makes no sense. He. Somehow, I think I I read this somewhere, and look it up. I believe that Kurt, what's his last name? Her husband's name, Kirshner. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jared Kirshner. Jared Kirshner is is like an investor in Skims. Oh, okay. And so there was some attack on that. I don't know. And so they met, and then Kim did a post today, like. You know, any anti-Semitic talk and everything is so dangerous. And then on the 405, yeah, so you that. see those people on the on the bridge above the 405 yeah. in Kanye L.A. Right or whatever. It ro- had Kanye signs about anti-Semitic remarks and endorsing those remarks. Yeah, they're doing like Hitler signs. Really, really awful. And just, you know, and I, I, I hate when people think that there's like, any like that there's there's a small group of people running Hollywood like we've tried to explain how many people can make it and make decisions right. in Hollywood and it's like it's not one group of people like out to fucking get one person like yeah. it's just it's really dangerous it's really awful it, it is interesting yeah because there is the thing you know, Jews run my daughter is Jewish 
No, it's just so funny. We, oh. we sent my daughter to a Jewish school, and I'm not Jewish, but well, she is. Well, your wife like, is Jewish. Yeah, my she wife is Jewish. She was raised Jewish. Yes, And yes. My, my, Shannon's kids That's are right. the Goldsteins. They have the same last name. But they go to Catholic school. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know being, being someone who is Catholic, um, you know, and you grew up in the Valley, and you don't know that it exists. Yeah. And then you talk to someone who is Jewish that grew up in L.A. or the Valley, Right. And everybody has a story of how they've gotten hate or discriminated against or something. Like I remember the story with my sister's husband who grew up in Beverly Hills that one time he said they were traveling somewhere and they were in the bathroom somewhere yeah. on their way to, on some vacation or on their way to Sun Valley, Idaho, I think. And as a kid, he saw the, the, yeah, the, the, Nazi, like the symbol. Nazi symbols yeah. in the bathroom and how like scary that that like he was like, what state are we in? Like, I don't want to be in this bathroom. I don't feel safe. And yeah, this is really, it's just really sad. I don't mean to be, you know, it's just, it's just important to say because it's like, I don't think people realize like how awful it is, and that it, you get yeah. someone this powerful, and they can turn people to think that that's the truth or something. Yeah. So I, I think it's good that everyone's making a statement, even if they didn't last week, and myself included. So am I missing so bad? I don't know if I'm missing some of the Kanye There's so much rant that he's been doing. The last one that I had seen was he said, I'm going to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. That's Jewish what people. started. But then I heard, I, I didn't hear anything after that. Like, what's the latest? He's just kind of like in interviews, and I'm surmising, kind of doubled down on his thought. He's not taking it back. Right. He has been like, because I ha- feel like I've been fucked over in all these businesses right in all these businesses and all the contracts that were made right jewish people were involved so mm-hmm. therefore i'm saying this really awful thing about jewish people in general oh he's okay so he's and saying jews run hollywood and then i give him me i had heard that also he's mad in some of the write-ups that that are about him he, he doesn't like that they don't mention that he's also a genius. He said, and he's, this not, that's what he says. Okay. You need to say I'm a genius. You need to say I'm a fashion designer, not just a rapper. So he says the Washington Post wrote an article on him and said Kanye West rapper, and he says that those are the Jews taking away other things, minimizing, I, minimizing what, I've what, done. what I do. Right, exactly. So you know. yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. Like, what a crazy, yeah. weird, awful thing to say. Yeah. And then the other thing is like. You know, Howard Stern said, don't tell me that he's bipolar because this isn't a sign of bipolar. Like, right. And I agree with that, too. And for people that do suffer with mental illness, they're like, don't throw me in this fucking sick. Like, I don't have a problem. Like, I'm yeah. not. Um, I want everyone when they describe me to also say I'm a delight. Right. I yes, want yes. delightful comedian, podcaster, right. mother, you know. Yeah, Valley. Like, you know, like late night funny girl. I feel like that would that's like to be the one late night funny girl. Heather McDonald. It's like You're, you didn't mention. Yeah, it'll always be. You'll always be that. Like Howard Stern. I heard him talking about it. He's like, yeah, that's just the way it is. Like I'm still shock jock, and I'm not a shock, you know, yeah. anymore. But I don't complain that that's the way they write about me. Right. So it was all very interesting. And then Charlemagne, um, the God, he said, I don't want to be friends with Kanye anymore either because he talked about. When they when when um, Pete was still get, first getting with Kim, he's like, "You gotta, you know, you gotta help me out," you, you know. And Charlemagne's like, "Pete Davidson's my friend," and he mentioned him and his ten inch dick. So he, yeah, did I? Rem- I don't know if I've ever told the world that uh, I talked to someone, a very good source that has seen Pete Davidson's dick. Uh, and and what? Yes, she said good. it was beautiful and it was quite large. 
It was big and it was perfect. Can I say this about that? Yes. And I and I believe he has the body type that lends itself to a dick that appears co- bigger. Appears bigger than it is because of the sinewy thin uh, thighs. Th- th- yeah, yeah, like a, a thinner like the person. Hip is thin, the thin, oh. tall and thin, like a Tommy Lee. Though that 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 sinewy yes. type of body can lend itself to looking like it does like dick long, is bigger. Long limbs. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, We've all seen the type. You know the yes, type. Yes, yeah. And I feel like that dick, I'm sure I, I, I get a measuring tape out, but it yeah. sometimes it looks bigger because of that type of body. Yeah. Not that My dad always know. used to say about um, a guy that he didn't think was great, whatever, but that like had a hot chick. He'd be like, well, you must have a 10 inch brain. That's what he would say. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah. He, he also said, I'll always love Kim. I'll always protect her. And she's like, leave me alone. Like, it's my birthday. Taylor Swift supposedly purposely brought out her album because right. – um, let me get to Taylor in a minute. But um, anyway, yes, he says um, he only feels that he and his ex, according to page six, Kim Kardashian, are divorced on paper. During a new interview with Piers Morgan, he says he will love her for life and protect her. And in all these interviews that he's done with Tucker Carlson and Piers Morgan – they're they're like, you know, go, yeah. and uh, Cuomo. He did one with him. Yeah, Chris Cuomo. Yeah, they're they're like, dude, come on, you yeah. don't really mean this. They're giving him right. many chances to explain himself. In he's but uh huh, he's not. But he's, isn't he going to buy his own it. thing now? He's going to buy like that Twitter and have so he could go and rant on that. I mean, like, who would go I, over? I really honest? think he's. This is it. I mean, of course, he's going to still have people that love him. But even people that love him that are like, he was my favorite rapper, are like posting things like, I am done. Like, right. I cannot. This is just so dangerous and awful. And, um, but like, yeah, she's, ugh. Yeah. All the is. money in the world. Have to co-parent with that guy for the next 15 you years. You do have to, What yeah. a fucking nightmare. Right, right. Yeah. What, four kids? So you gotta, yeah, and the I youngest mean, he, is like two. I know. So that's rough. Yeah. Like dad's out there going insane. And they, I guess they hear about it or see it or yeah. whatever. Who knows? Anyway, I mean, I honestly think the last time the Jews really ran Hollywood yeah. was when uh, there was a time when Billy Crystal and Richard Dreyfus were like sex symbols. And that's, <laughs> you know, like when Harry met Sally, we were supposed to be like, oh, this guy's a, a bona fide romantic lead. And Billy same Crystal, with Richard yeah. Dreyfus. He was like yes. a goodbye girl and he's he was like romantic leading man. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those goodbye guys are like Woody five, Allen. Like, Woody Allen, exactly. Like they're like five foot six, you know, nebbishy know. looking guys. And, and then you you know, you're right. You're watching the show and you're like, I would never find him cute, but God, by the end of the movie, they're fucking yeah. appealing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, but then that era kind of went away. Now then of course it had to be Brad Pitt and, you know, Harrison yeah. Ford, whoever. Right. But uh, you know, there was a time there where <laughs> You could really watch go go to a romantic movie, and you could lust after Billy Crystal. I remember thinking Billy Crystal in the one about where they went and they um went to the 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 ranch. Yeah, uh, City Slickers. And I was like, my God, he has the tiniest waist. He He's was a really tiny, skinny. yeah. Really and then it was, then he was in movies where he was like beating guys up. There was a movie where he was like a cop. With Gregory Hines running scared, oh, and he yeah. was like a beating d- dudes up, and like a, he was like an action star. Yeah, so we'll see what what I mean. Every day it's something. Everyone's you know yeah. here. Here we are with uh, Vogue spokesperson told Page Six exclusively that neither magazine nor its editor in chief Anna Wintour intend to work 
intend to work with Kanye again. Well, this was a weird fake friendship anyway. Yeah, I mean, let's course. be let's be freaking honest. Yeah. Like, really, you think Anna Wintour was like, um, you know, let me just. When are you coming over, Kanye? So we right. can just like sh- shoot the shit. Like yeah, this was- she she was all into that because it made people buy the magazine and right. made her relevant again. So yeah, of course she's not. But I also heard him say that that Balenciaga dropped him, but he said uh, that Balenciaga wasn't paying him anyway. He didn't really have a deal with Balenciaga. I don't know. There's so, so much between the gap deal of the stuff in the yeah. trash bags, the Balenciaga, and then also the uh, – he's mad at Adidas or Nike. I don't yeah. even know what's going on. But I feel like nobody wants to be associated with him anymore. And there's also a lot of people coming out now uh, against Adidas saying, how come you haven't dropped him yet? Oh, they They're haven't the one dropped him yet. At least not as I've heard in the last couple of hours. They're the only ones still hanging on. But that, I don't know if they have an official deal with him either. Yeah. So there's nothing to drop. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. What's your prediction? My prediction in my I don't follow this world. So Kanye to me has always been like, I mean, outside of. No, but what's your prediction of like where he'll be in like, let's just do a prediction of what will write this down, Annie. And I don't even know. I'm just going to like ask it to pop into my head. What where will he be in one year from now. I think what happens here, and, and I, I don't know anything about this type of stuff, but this is a guy who needs some sort of medication. And I think they're going to get him on it. They're going to get him in some sort of program. They're going to get him in the therapy that he needs. And he's going to have a, you know, he'll come out to be, I'll apologize for everything he's doing in the last couple, because it's happened a few times before. Remember the rants and right, yeah. TMZ and all those weird things that he was going through. Then he comes back. I'm normal again. I'm good. I'm smiling. And then he's crazy again. So this will be that. They'll put him on whatever they need to put him on to even him out and he'll be back. I also feel like at this point, it's irresponsible for anybody to do any more interviews with him. That's what a lot of people say. Like, just don't, I don't yeah, care like, how thirsty you are, Chris Cuomo right. or Piers, like- no more interviews. Yeah. And like let him so that he goes away. And then I think a year from now, he will have a another girl in his life and she'll yeah. be having his baby. Wow. That's a good that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And I agree. You know what? I should have said that one. Damn it. Well, that's a we'll good see one. if I'm right. <laughs> um, OK. Did you hear about all this juice with um, with Kylie and Travis? That's a good. There's another girl. I'm hearing there's another. Yes. Girl. What is her name? That hoe over there, Ro. It, she has a name. She has a name. Oh, so. Oh, I, I was. Oh, I. Wait, I, look I, up had her name. Wrong, I had the wrong Kardashian. So I read Kyle, Kardashians and Travis and I thought it was Travis Barker. No. So Travis Scott Got is it. the father of her two kids, Stormy and the one that yes, we still yes, don't yes. know the name of. Oh, isn't it? Didn't they say it? Oh, her name is Rojin Carr, but she goes by that that sweet that sweet Row. Oh, she's like the, her she's the real names. Yeah, but she's not like a rapper or anything. But she, that Instagram sweet, model, that sweet Row, like that sweet hoe, yeah, or something. I don't know. Okay, so I've watched a bunch of stuff on that, and okay. there has been social media evidence for ten years. One sweet Row. Oh, young sweet, <laughs> young sweet. Row is what Let's, she calls herself. Okay, got it. And she's like a pretty girl, a pretty brunette girl. I think she might be of Persian descent. She's curvy. She's pretty. And there has been videos and th- people have put together internet evidence that Travis Scott has really kind of been with this girl on and off for 10 years. Uh-huh. 
and that they've been in the same locations together. He would post something I'm in, you know, in a, like a snowy place. And then if you're following her about a day later, she's in a snowy place. Oh. And what came out um, over the weekend is that she came forward like in a like in a TikTok or something and was like, I'm sick of this shit. I've done what I'm supposed to do. And I'm tired of like, I've done everything like this family has told me to do. Like what family? Kardashian? Yeah. Like to not reveal it. Oh. And, and cause he was like, he did a post like this, some crazy shit's going on at the internet. Um, and like, it's not true. And like, like making her look to be like a freak. And she's like, I'm not. Like, we have been together for 10 years. Right. So then other people are like, oh, my God, Kylie's kind of the other woman. Because Kylie, oh, the first a- time they were ever photographed together, Kylie and Travis Scott was at Coachella like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And according to them first getting together, it, literally she – it appears that Stormy was conceived within like two weeks of them hanging out. Oh. So it's like – People are sort of defending this girl, like, how would you feel? She was on and off her own these years. But apparently she's okay with him having kids with Kylie. Now, one thing that Kylie did, which I thought was brilliant, was she did this article for W Magazine, this beautiful photo shoot with the two of them in it, when she's pregnant with this current, with the youngest boy. And in it, she says, we are not monogamous. We are committed to being a family Mm-hmm. But we are not monogamous in a marriage, traditional marriage way. Right. No one saw that article because it got scrapped right after Astroworld. Oh, it was supposed to come right, out like right. within weeks after Astroworld. But some people grabbed it and some people wrote about it. And I always thought that was kind of interesting because I'm like, she's smart. I didn't know that he, at that time, I didn't know that there was this other girl that's been in his life for 10 years on and off. But I was like, I think she's smart in that. She's like, I'm going to get ahead of this. Mm-hmm. Because chances are, there's going to be other women. Yeah, and I and I might not care because I want to have him be the father of all my kids, and I enjoy him, and I don't mind that we don't live together. Like they're like, oh, they don't even live together. Well, a lot of people don't live together. Right. A lot of like really rich people are like, you have your house over there, I have mine. This is great. Right. You know, whoever decided like everyone has to sleep in the same bed every night and share the same house, like. Probably wasn't that rich. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I want to confess now that we have a room with a pull-out couch that I got at Living Spaces, uh, and uh, there are times when I go in there and it's the greatest. And night it's not because you're fighting. No, it's no, like not at all. It's like I might want to wake up and like listen to TikTok yeah. or read a book or like go get up and mm-hmm. not have someone be like, "Could you turn off the light?" Like, right. there's times where you just like want to be alone, yeah. and if you have that extra room, it's fucking great. Are you in? Is there, do you have an extra room? We we do have an extra room. Now, which one? It do was you go- Mackenzie's old room. Who goes, Peter or you? Who leaves? Peter, because he he knows how to work that TV. I don't. <laughs> I only know how to work the TV in my room. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And I think it's like a – I think people – it's like, oh, you know, when people would say, my parents slept in separate rooms and you're like, oh, that was – like, I think that's going to be the new thing that people finally start to, like, admit to. Yeah. Because it's like, go – Think about what a better sleep you have. Oh, yeah. And also, yeah. When there's like, nobody in your bed, no mm-hmm. kids in your bed, no dog in your bed, you will sleep so greatest. much better alone. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to this, I think that she was kind of like, I think she was being honest. And I think she was also like, I don't want to have the same shit that's happened to like Chloe and I like. Right. Because these men cheat. Uh-huh. And these men have other women in their lives. 
I know I'm the top dog, and I really don't care. Yeah. But now that this is out there, um, but yeah, so I mean, Page Six did write something um, saying that Travis Scott picked up the phone to shut down, meaning the phone that, that he wrote on Instagram, to shut down claims that he hung out with this rumored ex-fling. So that was a whole thing, is that people were saying he was just with her, like within the last few days, because of some video shoot that they were both at. And um, it's but, always interesting to me when people are this high profile, like this guy, yeah. Travis Scott, and how they can possibly carry on like that. Because everywhere they go, somebody would take their picture. Like, just look at your Juicy Scoop page on Facebook. Yeah. Anytime anyone is at a place where there's a house right. fire or something, they'll post a picture of that person on your face. Yeah. Like, how, I don't understand how any of this, they can do any, I guess they have to be real covert about it to get it. Right. They can't go, they can't go to a supermarket together well then so i mean yeah and i guess this girl was fine carrying on with him all these years and while he's having babies with someone else i mean what does that say about you i guess you're fine with that but i mean now it's like well now that it's kind of been out there like well it's not like she's gonna accept him seeing this girl anymore so either they're gonna stay together and he's never gonna see this girl again because now they're pissed at each other and she's she should be done with him if that's the way she feels um, is any of this just a, this hypothetical yes, or whatever? Yes. Maybe maybe I'm being a um, conspiracy theorist here. Is any of this like just kind of scripted by Chris Kardashian? Like we we have to have a drama here. Like you don't have because literally every single one of them in the family now has had some sort of crazy drama. Even Rob has had the Black China stuff. Right. So every one of them, it, not one of them, is in a normal. You know, this is great. We're having a great time. What a wonderful relationship. Not one. So it feels like now it's getting to the point where, all right, it's this feels like they want the drama to sell lipstick. I I can see why you're saying that, but no, I don't think they would want this. So they're that I, unlucky in love that every single one of them has had a gigantic fuck up. Because of the people they choose. They want this high profile guy. They want a guy that's is not coming from a... To be honest, not coming from a two-family household where the dad and the mom have been right. together for sixty. I mean, the thing is, but is that, that doesn't that doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, there are people come to a I know that's what too. I'm saying, but I'm saying yeah. like they're choosing people that you know, and also just this generation and everything. But it's interesting that they're never the cheaters. Like that's I. I mean, it would be juicier if all of a sudden we're like Kylie had like a side. I think dick you might have just given Chris a good script for the next one. <laughs> Yeah, that now exactly. I mean, like, That's a let's good call. See, yeah, like you know, why isn't the girls ever cheating right. on somebody? Like, did Kim ever cheat on Kanye? It doesn't appear to be. Mm-hmm. Or, or if they did, they would maybe know how to cover up. I don't know, but that's never the case. Yeah. And um, but Chris did. Chris uh, talked wrote about it in her book. It's not a secret that she cheated on their dad. Oh, on on, on uh, Robert. Robert, and it's like the biggest regret of her life. With with no just Bruce. This, no, with this young. Oh. guy um he was like 10 years younger than she she was like 32 and he was like 22 and they met and she had already had all four kids right and we just kind of had like a early midlife crisis it was like out with this guy and then when robert found out he was like we're done like okay. he gave her one chance and then he found her again with him and then he was like we're done and then um you know and then he was really gonna like he was going to be very harsh about the life that she was currently living. Yeah. He's like, you will not have this life since you cheated on me and all this stuff. And then when she got with Bruce, then Bruce is like, 
finish this divorce, stop this fight. You only need to give child support. We don't need your alimony. Yeah. And so then they kind of settled it all. And then they all became like friends again. And they were like, like Robert was friendly with Bruce and all that kind of stuff. And they were, they were friendly when the OJ murder happened. And then, and they still were, yeah, no, they were friend like as, as a family, they were friendly, like when that all went down. So I don't know, maybe because maybe there's like a philosophy too of being more forgiving about infidelity for that reason that you that you lived through it and everyone was fine after. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's very it is. it's very weird. I mean, it's very it's it's definitely something that like I don't know, like some people are never touched by it. Some people are like, you know, my dad was a cheater and I married a cheater. I don't know. It's weird. It's like I do yeah. think it's something but Oh, Kendall hasn't had any drama yet, has she? She's like never had any boyfriend yeah, that's really serious. Boyfriends. Yeah. But he was a basketball player, right? Yeah. Nobody good. Yeah. Yeah. Broke up, got back together. It's he's not like a high profile. She's like the least like. Has anyone talked to Chris Humphreys? Where, I mean, where did that go? Chris Humphreys. What happened to that guy? You know what? I just saw a TikTok of an old clip of the show where Chris Humphreys is with Kim shortly after they got married or yeah. they were dating or whatever. And he was like, what about Jonathan Food God? You know, that guy, Jonathan. Yeah. He goes, why isn't he ever with someone? And she goes, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, why isn't he with a guy? She's like, why would you assume he'd be with a guy? He's like, well, have you ever asked him what he does like? Because this whole time you've been friends with him, he's literally never had a date of any human kind. <laughs> right. And she was like, and I think she was being like a good friend in that. But I also think that maybe they've never discussed. I don't know. Yeah. But he's never he's never been with anybody. Still, I don't Still, think. Yeah, I no. follow the food god. I don't think. He's I mean, ever, the food god. I, I like him. He he's loves macaroni and, and cheese so much. He doesn't need dick or pussy. <laughs> and you know what? I do. Th- I think there's people too that like. You know, well, the LGBTQIA, the A is asexual. I oh, do is that right? think there are people that truly, maybe they're sexual, but maybe they never want to be, maybe they're not capable of having any kind of um, intimate personal relationship. I have with several someone. family members, distant family members, not my, not my, yeah. my immediate family, that 100% completely asexual, never had a relationship in their lives, ever. And they're 70. And I don't necessarily mean, I don't think maybe they could be gay, but maybe they just, it got, they got to so old of a point of never like physically getting with anyone romantically that then it's like too hard to start. Exactly. Yeah. I think you get to a point where you've settled in. Yeah. And that's, that happens around whatever time. And, you know, it's like we were saying about sleeping in separate beds. They don't have to worry about that. They're always in the separate bed. So that's, I guess it becomes comfortable. I don't know. I hope it all works out. It seems like they're happy, you know, and I don't think she expect. I don't think she wants to get married. I think she loves being a mom. And I think Kylie, and I think she, she doesn't act like they're super, I mean, she sure, she'll show the flowers she gives and stuff, but I think she kind of knew and that's why she said it in the interview. And that's why I think this isn't like yeah. a weird humiliation. It's not like she was gushing every day I have the greatest boyfriend in the world. She really wasn't. Right. Um is that her? That's the this is the girl. Oh the, man, they all have a type, huh? They yeah. all love that that type of girl. So she posted a video on her Instagram story showing her um behind the camera of a set of an apparent music video shoot. That's with, just a hat, with right? Travis She's not actually Scott. the captain of that boat. So, 
<laughs> I don't think she's got a license to be a captain on a boat. She's wearing oh, a bikini yeah. and a captain. No, but she's very, very pretty. She's she gorgeous. looks more like Kim. Yeah, they all have that they same look. They all look, look like Kim. Everyone looks mm. like Kim. Um, as you know, if you haven't heard, the daycare people who wore the scary mask and screamed at the kids, yeah. they have been arrested. And here are their mug shots. Yeah, exactly who you'd expect. <laughs> Actually, they looked better with the, with the mask on. This is scarier than when they had the scream mask on. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what – okay, what do you think will happen? Let's do a prediction of what will happen to these three people. Obviously, they should never work in child care again. No, and they and also got – I think it, that's a that, that's a stiff penalty they got. They got what was a penalty? Uh, I forgot what it was, but it's a, it's it carries Can like a ten year what, uh, jail. Oh, you mean oh what they're what they're yeah. up for could yeah. go up to ten years. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty. It's not just you can't teach kids anymore. They got to. I think what's going to happen is they're going to have so much remorse about it. Yeah. That um, the the you know, and I think the judge will be like. It's not going to benefit the world. That's what I think for them yeah. to like actually do time. So I think they'll get probation and have to do kind of hardcore like picking up the trash and like some shitty work that they have to do. Yeah. But I don't think – and if they go to prison, it'll be like 30 days. I, don't I mean think, looking at I these people picking up the trash would probably be just cleaning their living room. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean look what we're dealing with. It was in somewhere in like the south or something, right? It was, it was in Mississippi. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know – and it's like – Nothing against Mississippi. Love it. Nice town. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. It's also just like really scary that you're like, you know what? Like the you're working and you think like the kids are having fun. You pick them up every day. They're clean. They're fed. Yeah. You're happy. Um, and the owner of the place had, had had no problems and had been the owner for all these years. Yeah. But, you know, daycare workers like, you know, they I mean, some love it and some come and go. And you and you're like, right. oh, OK, like they're changing diapers or feeding these kids or playing with them. And they just. Had a real, um, you know what? Yeah. But you know what? Who could now that we're heading towards Halloween? I remember, remember that bit that Jimmy Kimmel used to do mm-hmm. and have, then people would do it. Say they ate their candy. They, they'd wake up the kid the day after thanks after Halloween and say to their own kid and film it. And then Jimmy Kimmel would show it. I got up in the middle of the night and ate all your candy and yeah. make them cry and everything. And that's when, and at first it was so funny. And then people started to go, this is really fucked up. Yeah, no, like lying was, yeah. to your kid. And, I mean, it's it's the reason why some people, there's a new movement of people being like, we don't teach our kid about Santa or Easter Bunny. We right. don't. Like, so that the, when they get older, they realize that you were deceiving them for seven years. Like, Yeah, but let's have a little joke. No, I'm yeah, fine I, with it. I agree but like, with you. But it's I kind of an interesting yeah. concept because you're like, yeah, you're right. I remember like realizing that it was like fake. And mm-hmm. I was like, Ew. Like, I remember going, wait, so... Because my mom would, like, go really hardcore on, like, the lying. Okay, uh, like... Yeah. And she would do a really good job, like, like right before Christmas, like, you know, the night before Christmas, she'd be like, oh, Bob, I hope you let... God. I, I hope you let Santa know that I... We just redid the floors. And last time, the <laughs> oh, reindeers... Wow. He See, brought the reindeers in the house. That's a pretty good backstory. And yeah, my mom... And she would say it when we weren't even, like, around... Like we were like playing something else. So she'd say it to be like, make sure the reindeers don't, you know, did you tell Santa not to let, and I'd be like, wait, what? The reindeers actually came in the house. I have to stay awake. 
I have to stay. Like, I mean, just so freaked out. Or she'd come back from the grocery store during Easter and she'd be like, well, that was the worst. Yeah. And she'd be like, the bunny was ahead of me in line checking out all these eggs. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like the one, and, and she would do it. Like, she'd be like, want to come to the grocery store with me? And I'd be like, always say yes. And then it'd be like the one time I'd say no. And then she'd come back and act like I missed the fucking sight. Yeah, the, yeah. And I look back and I'm like, I did fucking torture. Like, imagine you're the biggest, imagine if like, you're like, I right. was like, you should have come to my house last night. Fucking, I don't know who's your favorite person on earth was yeah. there, yeah. and you're like, oh, like talk about FOMO. Right. Like she was creating FOMO in me unnecessarily yeah. at six years old, which is kind of shitty. That's but funny. my point is, like, I think people are just now realizing, and these people probably aren't that sophisticated or edu- you know, highly yeah. educated, realizing that like, f- like tricking kids and pranking, like all those people that got in trouble of like pranking their kids on YouTube. Yeah, that's not. People are now I realizing like. Yeah, I couldn't do that to my daughter, but. Right. Yeah, I'm a normal. I think we found out we were, we were, uh, we were yeah. duped by Santa Claus when uh, our next door neighbor, who was like a bit of a mafia gangster or whatever. Growing had, up. He was, yeah, yeah. His name Clorelli's. <laughs> they, uh, he had given us some toys, had fallen off a truck, you know? And he's like, you guys want these for the kids, you know, for your family. And so Christmas morning, we opened it. was like gambling stuff. It was like a roulette wheel and like a car table. And we're like, what are these? Like, we didn't ask for any of this stuff. And yeah. I was like, that's, Santa didn't bring those. That's from the neighbor. The roulette wheel <laughs> fell off the back of a truck. And Santa didn't bring that. So like, oh, okay. So there really is. So that's when we first learned about there's no Santa. I basically found out. So I was the youngest of five. Uh-huh. And I, I realized that like my dad would, you know, since I was the only one that was still believing. Right. That um, I got so much more attention from him thinking that I was still believing. Yeah. That I was still like the baby that believed. So even though I pretty much like knew. And I remember like it was like <laughs> – I had a grandmother that was living in a assisted living, like not, like a mile away. Right, and she had early Alzheimer's, and she was stealing um, the china from eating food every day at the place. Right, and so she goes, "Oh, you've got bring the boys, bring the boys. To, I've got all these Christmas gifts, you know." And so, like, I think my mom would write like Santa, like from a bunch of stuff, and she mixed it up. Yeah. And so one of the things from Santa was really from my grandmother, and it was like a full set of china. <laughs> Just stolen from the place? Yes. There yeah. was a set of china. Oh, my God. Uh, That's silverware. Great. And then also the the um, the the mats that you put so you don't slip in the shower or the yeah. tub. Yeah. Like for <laughs> Practical stuff. I mean, it was stuff we all need. <laughs> wow. And I'm like... Oh, and then I was like, no, it's from Santa. Like, because I was still playing along. And my brothers are like, oh, shut up. You know, you don't believe in Santa anymore. Right. I was like, t- nine. That's nice of you. So that's why you're the nicest one in the family. You're still, <laughs> you're still going, you know. Wow. But now we got, I also yeah. read, speaking of Halloween, that the candy bars are all smaller this year. First time ever. They're due to supply chain issues or something. <laughs> they're, they're even like the little ones are smaller than they normally are. Now they're just are. all like little nuggets. Yeah, like little nuggets. Yeah. yeah so. Just to beware, let everyone know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, there's no razor blades in it. Yeah. That's um, okay. James Corden, as you know, he was an asshole at this restaurant. Yeah. Um, he now, he did an interview and he was like, someone's like, oh, I'm glad you didn't. The guy interviewing him was like, I was afraid you'd cancel the interview. He's like, why should I cancel the interview? 
Like, this is ridiculous. And then, um, like, I'm fine. I feel great about it. I feel zen about it. It's done. You know, I, I, you know, apologized. The guy accepted the apology. And while he was doing the interview, some woman at another table had sent back her eggs. And he goes, okay, what if that person was blown up because she, like, sent back her eggs? But, of course, we know that he's acted really rude. And there were two other stories that came out about him. One was that he was on a plane and he sat down next to a woman and a small baby that was a little fussy and he put on his headphones and just looked straight ahead and didn't right. complain. And they, people were actually thinking, wow, that's pretty great. Here's this big celebrity, you know, in first class and this hap baby and this woman have to sit next to him. And he was like pretty cool about it. But then at the end, the baby, the woman was putting getting um, her stuff down and holding the baby and the baby's crying. And she looked at James Corden and she's like, for fuck's sake, can you help me? And it was his wife and baby. Oh, so it was his baby. So he ignored yeah. them the whole time. Right. And then this was the best one. He went on Reddit three years ago asking people, hey, ask me anything, like to do something for his show. And this was the best one that was written. This is from three years ago from Wu-Tang Tacos on Reddit. <laughs> hey, James, you won't remember me, but me and my friend sat at a table next to you and Harry Styles and some others at in Manchurian Legends in, Le in London's Chinatown about six years ago. We didn't bother you, but you were a massively entitled who yelled and treated the wait staff like shit. And when one of my party politely suggested you calm down, you got really aggressive and threatening in a chubby way, like a poo <laughs> like a boozy panda. So my question is, why did Harry seem so cool while you were such a massive throbbing Belind. So there's stories now coming out that yeah. he was a dick. Please. I've heard it before. I've heard it, you know, when the Ellen stuff went down, there was a lot of chatter about when's he coming when, along? Yeah, when is they going to start hearing about it on the Corden show? Because, right. But we know people, I know people who work over at Corden, and I mean, I guess I don't talk to them on a daily basis, and they get a pretty good check over there. Yeah. So they probably wouldn't uh, rat him out that way. But I, the other thing is, it sounds like. <clears throat> He might be really nice to people that work for him or right. that are his friends, but he might be really awful to just wait staff. Like there was another story that came out where um, this girl witnessed him allegedly um, going by a restaurant that was closed in the afternoon. Like yeah. they took a little break between lunch. Like it was like four o'clock. So they weren't open for dinner yet. And they were like, Oh, sorry, like some busboy or whatever, like, sorry, it's closed. It opens at five. And he's like, well, how the fuck is that going to help me? And it's like, well, it's not because it's not about you. Right. Like, so I think that um, – I think he is just very entitled and I think he might be a dick to wait staff. But I he also think nice he did han people. didn't handle this well at all. He could have – Totally done a joke about this on his show. He's a comedian. Yeah. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, they said he was a dick at a restaurant. So, I mean, so what? He could have done a whole thing on the show and made it look like fun and light and it would have been accept – like to go I'm zen and I don't give a shit is a ridiculous way to handle it. Right, especially for a when you – late night talk show host. Who like sings and is like the happiest guy Right, on. exactly. I also think that he could – you remember when um, – who was the one that got caught with Divine Brown? How, Hugh the Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah. I remember he came out on, on uh, Jay Leno and he was just like shrugging his shoulders. Yeah. He got caught with a prostitute and while Jay he was Leno engaged said, to another woman. What the hell were you thinking? That's how it opened. That's when Jay Leno's ratings went yeah. through the roof and he never w went back, became the late night king forever. And he was like, yeah, I, I, I received a blowjob from a prostitute. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And I mean, he just was like, I admitted it. Like, if he would have just been like, 
You know I think what? He, it happened the night before, and he was supposed to be on the Tonight Show that night, doing oh. four, you know, promoting four ways of funeral. And everyone said you got to cancel that appearance. And he said, "No, I'm going to go on and face it." Uh, and he didn't cancel the appearance, and he went on, and it kind of went. You know, he, he still he, got a career. He completely won over America, yeah. like back again. Like right. he still got. What would you have said if you were James Corden in this situation? What would you have done? What would you have said? Because you also know that there might be other stories coming out. Right. Well, you know you are a dick. Like, you know yeah. this is a negative part of your life. Your wife has told you, people have told you, and you're like, so do you act then and not care, or what do you do? No, I would have definitely handled it, um, you know, in a funny way and said that there might be an – I might be a dick at times in places, you know? Yeah. We've all had to deal with things, you know, when you're yeah. – I mean, not, not letting him off the hook here, but, you know, there are times when you're checking into a hotel or whatever. You, you want – you know, you just flew – this issues sometimes you might not be at your yeah. best. We've all done dealt with it, right? So I mean, I think you just go at it that way. I don't. Maybe it wasn't my best day at Balthazar that day, and yeah. you know we got we got French fries instead of salad. I think you're right. I think I, I think also out. I think what would have been fun is to have like had the staff write like a funny musical number, right? And do carpool karaoke with the waiters from the show. Yeah, There's a thousand ways you could have handled this that were much more much right. better. Um. Yeah, but I think this really shows who he is, and so the the persona that we see that's like this jolly, funny guy that's right. not the real him. The real him is this entitled. <clears throat> dude. I also think he is a little bit over being a celebrity because he's done with the show. He's done and with I, the show. I don't think he wanted to be as big as he kind of got, and he was like a Broadway guy he's, and kind he, of new to all sh- American yeah. show business when he got the job, and then he became that guy. And I think he's like, I'm a I'm a Broadway prick. And I didn't want to be the carpool karaoke guy, but I am now. Yes. And I want out. I want back in England, quiet life. And doing like great roles. Yeah. Because he said that's why he's leaving. He's like, yeah. I feel like if I don't leave now, that um, because the show's successful and this is what I'm known on, if I don't leave now, I won't have the opportunity to have another chapter in my career and I want to do another chapter of something different than this. Right. But this is not going to help. But, you know... Look, he he can still. What he should do is do something next that is not singing or cute or anything. Yeah, he should do some really some gritty, dark. dark acting role to make yeah. people go, "Wow, he's just a fucking good actor." Mm-hmm. He should play a waiter in a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> where he has to deal with himself. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah. but whatever. I've never really been a fan. I never liked that show. I don't like. I don't like the fact that he keeps the guests there. Yeah, I think you know he keeps the guests there. He keeps them all like okay. Say Jennifer. Say the guest tonight. Jennifer Aniston, Hugh Jackman, and I don't know Pink. Oh, you have to stay down. Yeah. So now Jennifer Aniston comes out first. Then, but Jay Leno used to do that too. You'd have to stay. And sort of be part of it. I remember that. Yeah, but that person's like kind of doing their interview. You're right. I guess they did do that. Yeah, but. I like it better, like a Letterman way, when you knew you were a big time star when you were first guest, and like I know you got to run, right? But one, you know, it's so where are you running, where you got to right, go. Yeah. It's a big deal. But they would go, and then the next person would come out, and the next person would come out. I uh, like it better that way. Well, when you have a talk show, you can maybe, do that. yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Meghan Markle. Um, now I'm seeing the clip from. Okay, so Meghan Markle went on her show, uh, on her podcast, and said, you know her archetype podcast and said about, um, well, let me tell you the story of, and her voice is so calming, but it's also the podcast is very much like 
she wrote out every single line, almost like a book, and then she like reads it instead of just talking. I know. And so she's like, well, I, you know, yes, was I happy to have a steady job as a suitcase girl on Deal or No Deal? It meant I had a place to go every day. Mel Diamond had health insurance on. Yeah, she goes into a lower register yeah. when she does like a joke. Um, there was budgets for free spray tans and uh, hair extensions and eyelashes. And, you know, I realized that I was being objectified and I'm a bimbo. And so she says, I quit the job. And, um, and then they found that she, after that, accepted a very tiny part, I don't even know if she spoke on 9210, of where this guy sees a girl he's dating while he's getting a blowjob from someone else, and then her head pops up, and it's Meghan Markle. So, like, you're going to take that part, but Mm -hmm. you didn't want to be, like, in this outfit or whatever. Yeah. Here's what I have to say about Meghan Markle. As your former. As my former, a dear friend. I'll say this, and it's it's an interesting quality to have. Yes. And I didn't realize she had it, because I didn't know anything about her. Outside of actually knowing her a little yes. bit. But then like I, I believe she's one of those people who's completely humorless. And there's, that's, that's like the ter- such a terrible way to be. You know what I mean? Like even listening to her podcast. I've listened to two episodes yes. now. And she just has zero humor. Like even this kind of thing could have been a funny way to yeah. talk about it. And even the, the talking about the life she's currently leading. Right. She could have fun with the fact that can you – I mean this is crazy that I, this is who I am now. Also, it's like she says, I didn't want to be a bimbo anymore. So then she starts like a blog that's all about like fashion and looks and beauty when she yeah. had that whatever that thing was, the Meg Report. I don't know what it's called. She's just not – you know what? I think it's like for me and for you, we're so ourselves and our whole career has been ourselves. Right. We don't really realize that honestly not everybody's authentic. I think that's probably true, yeah. And not everybody that has a podcast – should have one and not everyone is going to be able to keep your interest for seven years and not anyone is going to like be able to like just be on it. They're not. Whatever, I believe that whatever she has created this image of herself, that is what she believes. She wants to be this highly intelligent feminist from the, you know, fighting for UN rights and all this other stuff. Yeah. But she really isn't. She's a girl. Right. From LA that likes fashion. <laughs> exactly. That wants to eat avocado yeah. toast and go to a cool <laughs> be a, place in Santa Barbara. I mean, she, was and a, be, she was like a B list actress. Like, yeah. What, 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 she was going to auditions like anyone else, like you right. and I did. And she was like, where's that girl now? And this girl who's like whispering on a podcast about human rights. Like, fuck that. Like, right. that's just, not who you are. And if you got to do a podcast, the best thing about be doing a bike is do what you do, you know, show it all. Yeah, it's just I yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, um, yeah, I just think like, yeah, she just doesn't really. That's it's not really her. But but the Netflix show that's about their life, like feeding the, the rescue chickens and stuff. Yeah, they have pushed that back now to twenty twenty three because of all the controversy around the crown. Like oh, the, the crown TV is supposed show? to come out yeah. the final. And either they say they don't like the stuff that's in the crown, but then I've also heard that they're postponing it because because is ne- the crown going to cover their relationship? Are they at that point of the crown where they cover them? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really. Yeah, it must be yeah. because I remember we've already seen like Diana and yeah, stuff. Diana, and then done. I think that, um, and now they're saying also take out all, anything that we've ever spoken negatively about the royals. We need to take out, which is right. super annoying. Yeah, because now it's like. 
So I don't know. I you know. Yeah. I, I love that she got caught doing that. I mean, there's got to be other things that she did, but it's not that juicy. Like, no. Oh. Even if we found out that she did like a porn at this point, would we oh, even care? That would be great. I know, but like, would would it make a big yeah. like? Would we be surprised? No. If like we found out that she was like on a Cinemax Cinemax thing, or that she actually tested for Playboy or something, like, would it really right. matter at this point? No, we don't no. live in that world anymore. I mean, I'm sure it would in England, but we don't. And just like that, it's coming back. When is it coming back? Are they done filming it? Is it? When is it coming back? I heard it was kind of soon. I thought this was so funny. Um, this is um, Jamie Lee Curtis with uh, acting like she's typing. Like oh <laughs> Carrie. my god! Oh, she's like Carrie Bradshaw. And she's like, that's funny. And as I faced up against Michael for the five hundred seventh time, I couldn't help but wonder: Will I end Halloween, or will Halloween end me? <laughs> that's um, great. Anyway, what you we know love, what I'm very excited yes. about this. Not what? only to Tony Danza. Tony is, Danza is will be playing cast. Che Diaz's dad in the fictional sitcom. Yes. So Che Diaz is back. I thought that with all the uh, you know the blowback that that character had gotten, I thought they would have been like, let's just let's say they sent her to California to do to sitcom. do a sitcom. They could have ended it there. Oh yeah, she's doing a sitcom. You guys broke up. That's the end of that. But they're going to double down on this. Character. I have to say, I would be devastated if I read that they've cut. Could, but just for the hate watch but, aspect of it, the hate aspect. But I'm like, I could like cannot wait for it. Like I, I think they're, I think I like like it now. Like I think I just, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, I mean maybe if they cut out like the f- the fact that she's a stand up and just maybe make her an actress now. So Jen Kirkman, yes, had a very juicy prediction about this thing. Oh, good. Yeah, Jen loves Sex in the City because Che Diaz. She keeps saying I'm in early in her stand-up because they took like these writers wrote like the shittiest stand-up for it. Yeah. She's like, I'm half Irish, half Puerto Rican or Latino or whatever. What will you look up Tony Danza's summer eth- of twenty twenty three? Oh, oh so okay. far off. No, that is far off. I anyway, thought it was common. I believe Tony Danza is Italian. Maybe he's not. Okay? No, I think he is. I think he's hundred percent Italian. But so Jen predicts that Che Diaz will get backlash in the show, her character, for hiring a guy playing her dad that is not yeah. a Latin descent. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be kind of fun. If they haven't thought of it, I think right. Jen Kirkman. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's going to be pretty good. I would good. like that. But, yes. Uh, I forgot what I was going to I had something good to say about uh, sex. Well, oh, Aiden's back. I heard Aiden's back. That's so okay. Because I know I was one of the small – I was in the small camp of Aiden over Mr. Big. I always was. I always liked the well, Aiden I, character. I always thought Aiden John was Corbett. better for her in, in as the character. She would yeah. have been better for Aiden. But she – but for Aiden, thank God he didn't marry Carrie. She was such a cheating, selfish bitch. All right. But, but I liked yes. that character better right. than I liked Big. Totally. Uh, and everyone, you know, like Kirkman's and the guys, the, you guys always were like, yeah. no, Big's much better. Aiden right. was, uh, you know, whatever. He made the furniture, yeah. Yeah. But then when they met up again in Sex in the, the movie. City 2, I believe yes. it was, he was selling rugs or looking for rugs somewhere in Saudi for Arabia. For his furniture store. Because yeah. everybody that has a furniture <laughs> store has to go all the way to Dubai right, right. to go to the marketplace yes. to buy some but rugs. But it was such yeah. an exciting bump into him. And I don't know what it's going to be. I think your prediction was he's going to be fully married with kids and it'll be that. My prediction is 
that he's married with the kids and she runs into him somewhere. Right. And, um, oh God, I did it. Well, let me think. But um, she, let me think. She runs into him and he's separated. Yeah. And she starts having, starts sleeping with him while she's also sleeping with the podcast producer. So, oh, I forgot about that. So then Pod, she the has a, like, she's never, even in her craziest days of being a 30-year-old 20 years ago on the show, she wasn't double-dicking it, you yeah. know? And so she gets, like, a, she gets a bad, like, UTI Oh, in the show. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, what's going to happen, but, like, she, somehow then he goes back to his wife. Okay. I think he'll go back to his wife and she's devastated or something. But yeah, but that's going to make that character, which never, he never really looked like a scumbag, look like a scumbag. No, but Do he you... was separated. I know. He's separated. Oh, I got you. He's, I got he's you. truly separated. Okay. Much like a lot of these celebrity couples that are filing and everything and getting back together. Yeah. And then he kind of gets her back for breaking his heart when she cheated with Big. Mm hmm. So anyway. Is Corbett still with Bo Derek in real life or is that? Yes, they were together I think forever. So. The actor, you mean? Yeah, J- yeah. John Corbett. Um, anyway, but will Steve be back? Because they're because Miranda is gonna is now in a full relationship with Che Diaz, the binary, the non-binary human, mm-hmm. and will will Steve come back? And will Steve show up? Absolutely. To talk to Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can. I don't, I don't know if I can get it back. You don't know if you can get yeah, the voice yeah, back. I, mean, I have to practice that one. Ah, uh, come on! He's just, you know, it, it's very New York, but it's also kind of. Now I sound like. <laughs> it's tough. Work on yeah, it. Yeah, work, yeah, on I'll it. work on it. Um, Jen Aniston. Uh, this whole now. This whole article is out now on people about. Matthew Perry and how awful his drug addiction was. He Bet. said he spent n- ten, nine to ten million in the last twenty years just on trying to get sober. A, Twelve different facilities he yeah. was in throughout the course of his life. Crazy, yeah. I mean, that's why he doesn't have. He's done. You know what? I'm going to say something, and people are going to get mad at me. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Go. Okay. I think. You know, you hear about this all the time with these rehabs where people say, oh, it's an average of, of nine times before someone gets completely sober. Right. They go nine different times. Right. And then you hear about like really wealthy people. They have like a sober companion. Mm-hmm. If you figure out how much money you're spending on going to rehab like nine times so that you're like in group with people and like, oh, you're a rich person, but you have to whatever, make your own bed. Right. And that's going to. I now I don't know because I've not done it, but I mean it makes you think. God, if you could just like if everyone could just have that sober companion, like people should go the sober companion route. Yeah, because then how are you going to use if someone's constantly next to you? That's what a sober companion is supposed to do. They hang out with you the whole time. Yeah, they make sure you're not drinking. You're not. I think they have. I think a guy like Matthew Perry probably had that too, and you find a way. Maybe like when you're that addicted as he was. Yeah. When, you, when you're so addicted, you're like losing your spleen or something. Didn't he say he had to? He he took out had to have a colostomy bag yeah, for nine months. It's a lot of yeah. That's a lot. of And drinking. then Jennifer Aniston was the only one that was calling him. I and, know he yeah, but that's kind of a like the other people were like, what am I going to do with Matt? Like I was on a TV show with him for eight years. I think it's she was just family. that. I think she was that girl that like knew to just like be like, hey Matthew. 
How you doing, buddy? God. And then I think she would call the other girls and be like, oh, my God, I saw Matthew at the bar. I just happened to be going into the Sunset Tower, and he was there. And I was like, oh, you don't look good. You look bad. And I (laughs) gave him a big hug, and he smelled. Yeah. Well, you know. You could just tell by looking at him. What were you saying about the nose that you – I met him one time, and he had so much hair in his nose. I know it's a weird thing to notice, but it was that's how much it was that you, I shocking amounts of hair coming out of his nose. Ugh, a lot. I gave him some nose clippers. <laughs> like and I, I was that... like, clean yourself up, Maddie. You yeah. are tall. You are God. You have a great head of hair. You have a, too much hair in your nostrils. But come <laughs> on. Like, didn't he date Julia Roberts for a while there? Weren't they an item? Remember that he was with Julia Roberts? That was like a big deal. But he was was, was on Friends. He was sober during that awkward reunion. But I felt like he he was was a little off. And I felt like he was such like a, "Mm, I don't get enough attention. Like it was like a weird thing. Anyway, good for him. I mean, thank God he's sober. When you're drinking and doing drugs that much, your mind is affected. And I think when you saw that reunion that was on. This is an old picture of them. Look how different Jenny, and that was before Jenny Aston got her nose done. Well, he they both look cute back there. Oh, yeah, look at that nose. is a little different there. Yeah. Hmm. Good, good for her. Um, no, he said, my therapist said, next time you think about taking Oxycontin, just think about having a colostomy bag for the rest of your life, Perry continued. And a little window opened, and I crawled through it, and I no longer want Oxycontin. I bet that's a, probably a pretty good book, his new book that's coming out. That's what yeah. he's promoting. Yeah. Um, everyone's dying over Taylor Swift's song, and I thought this was funny. So she did this song. And, you know, and it's about her time of being 19 dating um, uh, John Mayer. And she's got these Swifty fans. And the Swifty fan wrote John Mayer and wrote, fuck yourself, you ugly bitch. I hope you choke on something, the Swifty named Alonda wrote. And then she kept signing that she wrote again. Um, Answer me, you bitch. So then he did. He wrote back. And I thought this was pretty brilliant. He goes, hi, Yolandra, it's John. I've been getting so many messages like these these past couple days. I decided to choose your message at random to reply. You can feel free to screenshot, share it any way you want. Then he continued, I'm not upset. I just tend to have a curious mind and feel compelled to ask, do you really hope that I die? And then she wrote back, oh my God, what? Yeah. I don't want you to die. So well, John Mayer's kind of a funny guy. See, handling it in a funny way. I think that's handling it in a funny yeah. way. I always noticed when... Um, when John Mayer was R. Pete Davidson, remember? He yeah. was the handsome guy who had like every one of the hot girls of that era. Yeah. It went from one to the next to the next to the next. He was like, yeah. Anyway. I I had one occasion where I kind of fucked with a hater. Oh, yeah? In a good way. I um, I found out that this person had like ripped on me and was saying shit about me. And they had a very, very tiny podcast, but in mm-hmm. the same realm of this world. Okay. And so I reached out and I was like, oh my God, I love your, I love your, your stuff. I, you know, I'd love to have you on my podcast. You seem so funny. And, um, (laughs) I hope this person listens and realizes it. And then I was like, oh, wow. It was just brought to my attention that you did this podcast where you said horrible things about me. So I'm so sorry I put you in the position to ask you to be on my show. That'd probably be so awkward for you. So, like, never mind. Did keep, they write you back? Keep doing what you're doing. And I said, but, you know, f- as a female podcaster, you probably shouldn't, like, shit on other female podcasters, but whatever. And she's like, um, fine, I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. I think she might have been smart enough to kind of know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. 
That's pretty good, though. But I was like, good. I hope you get all excited. Yeah. Thinking you're going to be on my show. And then I'm going to be like, no, look what you fucking did, bitch. That's a long I know way about to you. go. That's like bored. that's like your mother acting like Santa Claus had the reindeer in the house. I could see where genetically you guys are. T- Listen, that yeah. was me three years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I'm very good at just blocking, delete, block. I don't. I don't go and get their hype. Like I don't fuck with them like I used to. That's good because that's a big waste I, of yeah, energy for me. It is, and I that that is. And a, I will admit that, that I did that for you. And I I'll admit I did that. Like I you know <laughs> I did it once at Chelsea lately too. Oh no. Like somebody hated you on you and you told them, come on, Chelsea. Lately. I offered them free tickets to the show. <laughs> and then I like screen grabbed the hate and was like, oh, wow. I guess you wrote this like two weeks ago. Um, I was going to have you come when I was on the panel. Obviously, that would be really – I would not want to put you through having to sit through the person you hate most on Chelsea Lately. Yeah. So never mind. And that probably – that person was probably really bummed about it. I feel what's even worse than <laughs> than hate – is uh, what I uh, what I get is I don't I don't get much hate nor love like I I I don't instill any type of passion in people <laughs> right so that's maybe that's a little you do like you get some hate because people are passionate about you yeah that's a good thing oh you're saying people you're yeah, not even interesting like, enough to hate yeah like exactly well, I, I always to... felt that on Chelsea lately like you guys would all talk I got hate I got hate I got I'm not you know people are like yeah, he's fine. I'm I actually gonna... have some great news for you. Oh, no. <laughs> you got some This hate. past week and all the hate that I got, like uh-huh. on comments of different um, awful TikToks that yeah. said lied about me, lies about me, the only ones that said um, – that mentioned any other person on the show that they also hate was you. Oh, good. Yeah. See, that no is good. No mention of Justin or okay. Sarah or anything. It was just like, I hate her too, especially when she has that Chris Frangiola on. Oh, see, that makes me feel – actually, I'm not kidding. That makes me feel pretty good. It makes me feel like I got something out of somebody. I had to stop listening after yeah. that Chris Frangiola came on. <laughs> I also say – that's only like – when I do anything about Britney Spears or like Taylor Swift, it's like I feel like did she just come back? Is Britney Spears? Um, she like got rid of her her Instagram. Then I went back to it recently. We just look, and it was just like not not any of the naked stuff anymore, yeah. and none of the spinning. But then I just thought I saw her spinning in yellow again. Oh really? Which would have been from like yeah. six months ago. But I can. Oh, oh so, good news! But she's, she's still back. naked. She's back on. She's still naked yeah. and spinning. Okay, I On guess she beach. took a break for like a week. I'm concerned about her skin. I feel like she gets too sunburned in Hawaii. Me too. I'm like and she's that, not like 25 anymore. I'm like, who's ever taking the photo? Why are you not? Yeah. And and listen, when we were growing up, I would do like 15 and then eight and then four as I got tanner. Oh, you guys, it's 30 or forget it. 30 or forget it. I was a guy who. You'll still yeah. get tan with thirty. I'm the same way. I mean, I didn't. I grew up in an era of baby oil and go up on the roof. I with remember when we reflective. We went. Sheet. We, we went to Cabo. Now this is a long time ago, uh-huh. like 10, 12 years ago, together on Chelsea lately. And I remember you were not putting on sunscreen. No, and I was trying to be a friend, and you said. I want to look like when I come back, like I went someplace. I did. That's yeah. what you said. That used to be my angle. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I want to mm-hmm. have some color, right? Yeah, right, yeah. And look at me now, you know. Chris, tell everybody besides listening to your hit podcast, cover to cover, cover to cover is my podcast. Check it for out. Those two people, yeah, that's from fine. TikTok. I can take the hate. And um, what other shows do you have coming up that they can see you at? I got a uh, Batavia, Illinois. 
That sounds fun. In Batavia, Illinois. It's a comedy vault in Batavia next weekend. It's in I'll the be vault. There. November fourth, yeah. fifth, and sixth, something. Fun. And then I got uh, I got uh, I got Cobbs in San Francisco. Oh, just before one our night, show December eleventh. Oh, yeah. perfect. So in between um, you Cobbs. That'll be fun. And then I got uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, and then I'm done for the year. Atlanta, New Orleans. Is that after we go? Charlotte. Yeah. Because you December, and I, you December. guys. Okay, so you and I, the weekend before Thanksgiving weekend, we have um, Boston. Mm-hmm. And then Philly, mm-hmm. and then two shows. Which I didn't know about two shows in DC. What I didn't sign up now? for two shows, but I'm saying that. Somebody wrote me the other day, like, should I get tickets for the first or the second show? And I was like, oh, I had no idea there were two shows. But You know, if you're deciding first, second show to go to DC, um, you know, maybe the second just so that you can have a nice dinner before. Yeah. That's what I would say. I'm excited. Have an espresso about it. martini at dinner. If you're like someone that you think it's too late, it won't be because mm-hmm. we'll start, you know, but it's the second show. Yeah. I'm very excited to be at that theater. That's like very prestigious. The that, Kennedy and that's Center. The end. And I then know. that's the end for me for a little bit. Yeah. But I'm going to book some stuff. I think I'm going to, the next thing I'm going to book is going to be um, somewhere around Southern California. I won't say where, but it'll be close. Oh, really? And then yeah, hopefully nice. Vegas again. And like, yeah, everyone really, really liked the shows. It seemed like it. I got a lot of uh, love from people at that, at this everyone Vegas show. Everyone loved it, yeah. And interestingly enough, I heard some people say, because there was that concert we talked about was canceled due to the wind. Yes. I had several people write me because of that, because the concert was canceled, they took they made last minute arrangements to come to the live Juicy Scoop, not really knowing Juicy Scoop. And they said they loved it. Wow, that's three the, different people. That's really good. I know. I was that's like, a good I'm always thing. concerned that like if you're not a hardcore juicy scooper, right. it might be like confusing or something. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing that that, and I love it when someone's like, I brought my husband, and he he still really liked it, even though he like yeah. doesn't listen to it a lot. Um, I tried to make it not too inside, but like, yeah, I mean, it was it's pop culture stuff, so that's cool. That was great. Frangiola Fun. What is Frangiola your... dot Fun. Charlotte's another place Frangiola I got coming. Dot fun. Charlotte, Mobile, Alabama. I'm doing like one night in December. Cool. I might be a nightmare, but I'm driving from <laughs> Atlanta, Mobile, New Orleans, and Charlotte. One night and out. Good for you. Yeah. Love it. That's All right. it. Thanks. Bye.